Welcome to the Catapult Ed Next Gen Podcast, a podcast to educate the next generation towards a successful financial future. Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining me for today's podcast. Um, today, I'm here to talk about all things insurance with Dale Martins, Catapult Wealth Financial Advisor. Hi, Dale. Thanks for joining me. Thanks, Christina. Pleasure to be here. Exciting topic. Yeah, yeah. I figured you'd be the best person to ask given your knowledge and experience in the industry, um, especially in insurance. I'm sure you've seen a lot of things in your time. Yeah, well it's, it's coming up 15 years now and there has been a lot of changes in the industry, particularly in the last 18 months, yeah. um, as we'll probably dig into a little bit later. Yeah, but, um, exactly right. Like we've had a lot of questions about insurance premiums and what's going on in the industry. So I thought this would be a great um, topic to talk about, um, given all the questions that we're getting and just in a hope in a hope to just explain what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I can I mean, if you want me to fire away straight away, I can. We're getting a lot of client inquiries at the moment with uh, their biggest concern is the climbing premiums. Um, we've seen it across the board. We've seen it not just in the insurance industry, we've seen it in everything we do at the the cost of living is just going up across the board so uh insurance has you know hasn't been left alone it's it's going up and there's a few reasons for that yeah um one of the main reasons is insurance companies aren't as profitable as what they used to be there was a period in the you know the late 2000s and early 2010s where they were very competitive and trying to buy business and what they were doing was offering more and more benefits to try and make their policies appear uh, better than the competitors and they've got themselves into a, a situation where they they were becoming, uh, you know, it wasn't profitable for them anymore. Mm. So regulator came along about 18 months ago and said, this isn't going to work, uh, you'll be out of business before you know it um, and everyone will be left holding these policies worth nothing. So they've come in with a broad brush and just said, no more of those old style policies, we're, we're implementing new policies which don't have the bells and whistles that the old policies do. Yeah. So effectively what that's meant is that anyone on the old policies yeah. is now going to be squeezed out because insurers don't want them on the books anymore. Yeah. So they're going to continue to increase those policies and try and force you onto the new policy. Yeah. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of clients, uh, myself included, uh, you know, included yeah. that are sitting on the old policies wondering what where, where do we go, yeah. um, knowing that the premiums are going to go up but also knowing that we've got a policy that you know won't be beaten. Yeah. So yeah, it's a it's a bit of a difficult conundrum, isn't it? And and not one that's as straightforward because insurance can be quite complex to deal with. Whether you move to a new policy or stay in an existing policy that's rising constantly, how do you make that decision? Where what to do? Yeah, well, it's it's a conversation you need to have with the client and and the ones you know for me reasonably fit and healthy so you know yeah sure I can bite the bullet and if premiums become uh, unaffordable I can move to a new policy and take my chances now the ones that get hurt the most are the are the people that have had these old policies for 10 15 20 years and they've now had health issues where they can't just go and get a new policy they're actually they're stuck there because you know an insurer won't offer them uh, new cover if they've had you know things like diabetes or you know they've put on a little bit of weight uh things like that so yeah it's it's just an ever-evolving conversation that we need to have yeah and I guess that probably also highlights the importance of getting insurance locked in early 
when you're fit and healthy and before you've got any of these problems. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a good point. Now, obviously, when you're, when you're young, you're probably at your peak. You are nice and fit and healthy. Yes, you've probably got a few footy injuries or something like that, but you know, nothing that can't be managed. And premiums are cheap when you're young. So it is a good idea to lock in some cover when you can when you're young Yeah, because you never know what's around the corner. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, so in your view, what's the ideal age where people should start thinking about life insurance and income protection and things like that? There's, there's no real age. Mm. Um, it's it all on you know, individual circumstances. I always think that as soon as you take on debt, or as soon as you start a family, or even as soon as you start start earning an income, yeah, that's when you become independent, and that's when, you know, you should seriously start considering things like income protection. Because if your income stops, yeah. what happens? Yeah. You know, you become a burden on your family, you become a burden even you know on the government. Yeah. Um, and do you want to be in that situation? Yeah. So, um, you know. The other side of the coin is when you're young. I know because I was there. You know, yeah. nothing's ever going to happen to you. Yeah. You know, you're you know, you're invincible. Yeah. It's I don't need insurance. Everything is going to be fine. I'm living my life. I'm going to the pub every weekend, yeah. spending my my, my hard earned money there yeah. rather than on you know insurance premiums. Yeah. So, um, it's just it's not until you see it work and see claims and you see how. I've had many clients that have that have come through, you know, <coughs> through, you know, policies I've written yeah. that it's helped them out immensely. Like they would be in a world of hurt yeah. if they hadn't had that policy at that time. Yeah. So, and you know, it's not there to make you rich. You know, insurance isn't isn't there to give you this big windfall. Yeah. It's there to keep your plans on in place. Yeah. You know, to keep things on track. To allow you to keep a roof over your head, food on the table, your family provided for. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's just getting something is better than nothing. Yeah, I agree. Um, sometimes people think of insurance as just a waste of money or just something that you constantly pay for but never pays off. But I guess people don't see when things go wrong and people are left uninsured, uninsured or in a really dire situation because they hadn't planned they hadn't expected something happened and they never um, anticipated it to happen. So I guess it's not until you see the really terrible things that can happen and what it can do f- do for you that that's when it, you really see the benefit. And I guess um, especially when you talk about building wealth and things like that, a big part of the conversation also should be protecting your wealth and how we protect that. You can invest all the money in the world, but if you don't have a way to protect your plans, then... Mm-hmm that all your plans can go straight out the door if you don't have insurance in place so or you don't Correct. have the appropriate insurance i mean the idea the idea is to be self insured yeah. um but along that you know along that journey you're going to need to protect it because that's right inevitably things happen yeah. you know they you know whether it's a short term injury or illness or you know it, you, you need to be able to continue to pay your bills you need to be able to continue to pay your mortgage that will allow you freedom and choices down the track yeah um yeah it's it's just necessity i i say if you if you get to, if you get to 60 65 and you've never claimed on your insurance you should be thankful that you've had your health yeah um uh, it's it's probably the best way to look at it because yeah. you know it's just a necessary evil um yeah. you know it's, it, you don't you don't enjoy paying premiums that's for sure yeah. um but as i said earlier the uh, the the benefit of having a claim paid 
and the stress that it relieves at that time is yeah it's priceless yeah at what age or at what point in someone's life would you say people need to think about cutting back on insurance then so like you were saying like the ultimate goal is to have enough funds to self-insure and and not need the insurance anymore at what point do they need to stop cutting back look i, I think life insurance and and uh, to some degree, uh, TPD, even trauma, is generally linked to debt mm. um, in, in its most basic sense. Yeah. Um, so, as you get into your, you know, your fifties and, and even your sixties, your debt should be reducing. You should be paying down mm. um, debt, mortgages. Your kids are off your hands, so the education costs aren't there anymore. That's the time when you should start to look at, you know, reducing that cover, mm. um, because as I said, do you really need it? Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know Australians are underinsured. We've, there's a big underinsurance problem here, yeah. um, but it's just about you know, sitting down every year and making sure you're not paying for what you don't need. Yeah. Um, you know, if your debt has gone from eight hundred thousand to four hundred thousand, are you overinsured? Yeah. Um, and if you want to talk about saving premiums, that's the way to do it. Yeah. Because there has been a lot of uh, a lot of policies that have just been left there, haven't been reviewed, haven't been yeah. looked at. Yeah. And and they're paying for these you know, for premiums that they don't you know. Yeah, yeah. They don't need hundred percent. Yeah, because because not only can you be underinsured, which Australians do have a big problem with being underinsured, but you can ov- also be overinsured as well when you have too much, and that the amount of cover you have is no longer appropriate for you. And I think that's what I really like about um, catapult wealth. We're not all about just keeping everyone insured at the most highest levels as possible. Um, it's about what's right for your situation. How much debt do you have? How many? Um, responsibilities and financial obligations do you still have in place that you still require that cover but eventually their idea is to eventually um eventually cut back depending on what you need yeah correct one thing we've seen as well with the with the introduction of obviously insurance being helped through super yeah is that it's 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 out of sight out of mind so a lot of younger people take out insurance through super yeah and they don't think about it so they don't know and it can be a great strategy. It can work well if cash flows tight. Having said that, and you know, there's also some tax advantages to doing it. Um, but then, I've also seen people come to me in their fifties, yeah. and they've f- finally taken notice of their super statement, and they see that you know, money comes in, money goes out, yeah. and they're shelling out fifteen, twenty thousand dollars in insurances through their super, and they wonder why they don't have enough to to retire. Yeah. Um, so. That's something that really needs to be addressed, yeah. um, particularly now, uh, given the the rise in premiums. Yeah. So, you know, it, it will take away, it will rob your super. Yeah. So there is a balancing act there. The government has tried to clean up uh, some of this with, as you'd know, Christina, there's been default insurance. Yeah. And a lot of younger Australians have multiple super funds. Yeah. So um, what they've basically done is if you've got any super funds that aren't active, yeah. i.e. you're not contributing to them, they've basically cancelled the insurance. Yeah. Um, because some of you may know that when you take out a super fund, some auto insurance gets put on there. It's usually a minimal amount. Yeah. Um, but what that does, if, you, if you're not contributing to it, yeah. that's just going to dwindle the balance away. So yeah. government stepped in and said, look, Enough of this. Um, you know, we, we're cancelling all those inactive insurance accounts. Yeah. So. And I guess that's a good thing. I think the government's just trying to help people not have their 
super balances dwindled away by insurance premiums because a lot of the times people may not even know these accounts have been set up or aren't really aware of them and before you know it there's nothing left in there because it's just all chewed away by insurance premiums so I guess that's a very good point to note um, but on that though if you do have anything any other super funds out there a good way of checking is going on to the ATO portal because you'll find out what all the super funds they have recorded um, for you. A lot of the times when you set up a new super account, um, they ask for your tax file number and by giving them the tax file number, it's a good way to track exactly where all your super's held and at least, you know, review them, get them all in the right place, review how much cover you need, what ones you don't need and just to tidy it up and just make sure that you're not paying for anything that you don't need. That's right. That's right. It's... It's always something that needs to be reviewed. It's a very complex, you know, it's not something you, it's not something you get excited about, but <laughs> yeah. it's something that needs to be looked at and reviewed. I mean, there's there's four basic types of insurance yeah. when you're talking about life insurance. There's, there's death cover, yeah. okay? That covers you if you if you're no longer around. If you fall off your perch, it comes they come along, they give you a check or your family a check, or your estate a check. Yeah. And they can cover the debt, they can cover ongoing Income, they can cover education costs of the children, things like that. There's TPD insurance. Yeah. Now, that's, that's called total and permanent disablement insurance. Mm-hmm. And that effectively means that you're never going to work again. Yeah. Okay. Um, you've got trauma cover. Mm-hmm. Trauma cover covers you for a lump sum and it will cover you for things like cancer, heart attack, stroke, yeah. um, cardiomyopathy, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that Hey, you could go back to work in a week's time yeah. and you'll still get your check. It's yeah. based purely on a diagnosis. Yeah. That's why, obviously, you know people that have had cancer, heart attacks, strokes, so it is an expensive cover. Yeah. Um, but it's there to help you recover. Yeah. And then you've got income protection. Yeah. Um, income protection covers you now, it covers you up to 70% of your income mm. uh, ongoing. So mm. if you're out of work for a period of time, usually 30 yeah. days, um, then... That will kick in and it'll give you 70% of your in- or up to 70% of your income yeah. going forward. Yeah. And that can pay out to age 65, okay. um, which is which is probably, as far as I'm concerned, the one you want to have. Because yeah. as I said before, your income is so important. Yeah. Cash flow is important. If if that stops, yeah. how quickly could you last? Yeah. You know, or based on your savings and things like that. Yeah. And then you don't want to be a forced seller of assets. You don't want to have to be selling things that you've worked. Yeah. Hundred percent. I think you had the saying, "Income drives lifestyle." That's right. Is that right. Yeah. 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 If you if you yeah if you can't afford your income protection, you can't afford your lifestyle. Yeah. So you know it's about priorities. Yeah. Um, and if you get in while you're young, it's really not too, not too much of a burden on you. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Don't ask. Don't be afraid to ask for a quote or just to have a look around. Yeah. Get something in place while you're young, fit and healthy. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And the benefit of it as well is that income protection can be tax deductible as well. So you can actually reduce how much taxes you pay come tax time. Yeah, correct. So if you pay it personally, it is it is tax deductible. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. So um, if you hold it through your super fund, obviously the benefit's held within the super fund and it's deductible to the super fund. Yeah. So I always, you know, I, I'm a big believer in you know, paying it out of cash flow. Yeah. Um, yeah Holding it directly. Correct. Yeah. Yep. It's an expense. I guarantee you. That, well, I know what I was doing when I was in my early twenties and so forth. And <laughs> I look back and think of the money I've wasted. Um, you know, yeah. So it's nowadays you can go spend a couple of hundred bucks a night at a bar or something, and you know, not even think about it. Yeah. But um, 
Yeah. You know, for you know, as an example, if you're young and you you know, you might be paying it might be eighty bucks a month, hundred bucks a month. Yeah. You know, it's it's more than affordable if you take it seriously. Yeah, hundred percent. All right. Um, now let's talk about a little bit about um, the process to get insurance accepted. I know sometimes it's not very clear. Like there's an underwriting process. Um, there's terms that you use like exclusions and loadings and things like that. Can you step us through how that all works and how long things can take and things like that? Yeah, no problems. It all depends on how healthy you are and, and we're finding more and more that you know, people are having you know, niggling little injuries and niggling little uh, illnesses that tend to uh, come up during underwriting. Yeah. Um, now, underwriting is the process where your application goes to the insurer and they assess their risk, yeah. okay? So you would sit down with an advisor or if, you've, if you're taking out a policy without an advisor, you're going to be asked a million questions, mm. okay? They want everything but the kitchen sink. They ask all sorts of questions. Yeah. So once you've done that, you've sat down with your advisor, you've gone through the application process, that's then lodged, okay? The underwriter on the other side, depending on who you're being insured with, picks it up, looks at it, and, you know, if, if you're fit as a fiddle, then you know, it will go through pretty quickly. You know, it can go through within a week or two. Some of them can even be instant, okay? Yeah. Um, now, if there's, if there's something comes up on your record that, you know, you, you had a bad back or you've done a knee or something like that, mm. the underwriter may well write to your doctor and request a report, a mm. PMAR report. Um, yep. That will give more detail because I know, you know, uh, you'd know, Christina, you know, okay, I've had my knee done, but I don't know what the process was and I, all I know is I went in, I got it fixed and now it's fine. Yeah. But I don't know what happened. I don't know what the details are. Um, so that's what the underwriter is looking for. They're looking for anything that may be a risk down the track yeah. um, that you may potentially claim on. Yeah. Now, if if they see something that hasn't fully recovered yeah. um, or you know, it's something that could be an ongoing issue, mm-hmm. what they'll generally come back with is say, okay, we're going to put an exclusion on your back. Yeah. And that means that you're covered for everything not related to your back. Yeah. All right. Or your knee or your ankle. Yeah. Um, it could be also uh, mental illness. Yeah. Um, that seems to be a, a, a big one at the moment just because people are more open and more talk, you know, they're talking about it. So, yeah. Um, there's been a lot more claims on that front yeah. um, lately. So, sometimes insurers get a little bit antsy and they'll just, uh, you know, protect their own interests and put an exclusion on something like mental health or anxiety or depression, things like that. Um, Now, the other option is they may well put what's known as a loading Mm. on the policy. And a loading effectively means they'll they'll accept the risk, but they'll make you pay a higher premium for that. So an example is uh, uh, motor racing. Um, They can say, okay, well, you can do that, but you're going to pay a 50% or 100% loading. It can also be for things like you know, high cholesterol, yeah, um, high blood pressure, yeah. Where they'll say, okay, it's it's elevated. We'll monitor it, but we'll we'll load it. So yeah. we'll give you a fifty percent loading or a hundred percent loading, meaning your premium will be, you know, could be double, double. could be triple. Yeah. Um, now, in that case, what the insurer wants to see is, you know, after twelve months, let's review it, let's see what it looks like, let's see if you're your cholesterol's in check, and if so, um, you know, we can look at removing that loading. Oh, um, wow. I didn't know they could do that. Yes. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. 
So smokers as well. Smokers is a big one. And I know not as many people smoke at the moment mm. um, as what they used to. Yeah, it's not as cool anymore. Yeah. Um, but people don't know yeah. that if they quit smoking, they can apply to have, you know, they've probably got a loading on their policy for smoking and yeah. it's expensive. It's usually double. Yeah. Um, you can apply. And if you haven't smoked for 12 months or more, you can go back to standard rates. Yeah. So any of you that have uh, given up <laughs> smoking over the la- since you've taken out your policy, definitely worth having it reviewed. Yeah. Imagine all the cost savings to be had. I know. Well, yeah, I know, I, I, yeah I've seen one where someone came to me and said they gave up smoking 12 years ago. Oh, my God. And, yeah, unfortunately they don't go back 12 <laughs> yeah. years and refund your premiums, but um, at least, you know, going forward now, yeah. um, he'll save himself a buck on that so yeah that's why that's why it always it pays to just review yeah what you've got yeah look you know drill down and look at the in- the loadings look at if there's any exclusions yeah and have them reviewed yeah um you know even an exclusion may you know, can be reviewed yeah um if you've recently had surgery um they'll p- might put an exclusion on for a period of time and then you know, two three years down the track you've got 100 percent recovery yeah they may well look at yeah. Removing that exclusion. So, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's quite interesting. Yeah. I, it's good to know because um, I guess like without ever, if someone hasn't gone through the whole insurance process yet before, it's good to understand how it all works and what happens on the other end of um, the the insurance side of things. Um, I guess one more thing to talk about as well is just the different types of premiums that people can pay for. I know there's different types of um premiums and sometimes it depends on the type of cover that they take out mm-hmm. can you step us through those yeah so there's there's, there's options there as well um, there's what you call a stepped premium which is is cheaper now and it will go up you know, each policy anniversary at the older you get yeah. uh, it will continue to go up now um, we've seen some pretty hefty spikes recently mm. um, but that's that's something I like to you know well it's can't really say much at the moment given we, we don't know where the industry's heading and what's going to happen with it but um for something that's going to relax for your for your death cover yeah. or your big lump sum covers that mm. should be reducing as you're paying down debt and things like that or i always like to go a stepped or i always look like to look at a step premium yeah um for one you know death covers is very cheap yeah um you can get it locked in stepped it'll increase over time but it will probably get to a point where you want to start reducing that cover anyway yeah uh, there's also level premiums. Mm-hmm. So level premiums, you pay a higher rate for now, yeah. but it effectively locks in the premium over time. Yeah. Okay. Now, put a big disclaimer on that. <laughs> but, um, insurance companies get the opportunity to re-rate that whenever they want. Yeah. It's in fine print yeah. on in their PDS. So, um, yeah, don't be fooled by you know level is level. Yeah. Because I know from experience, I've got a an income protection policy which is. On level premium, it's been level premium for 11 years. Yeah. And I've had two or three re-rates yeah. in that time. Yeah, now, I'm still way ahead yeah. now. Um, you know, you generally, the crossover point's about eight or nine years yeah. before you start seeing it. Yeah. But for something you're going to hold long-term, like income protection, yeah. um, I, I liked, personally, I like to look at a level premium. Yeah. Um, now, there's also a third option, which is a hybrid mm-hmm. premium structure. Now, hybrid premium structure effectively locks in a rate so you pay a, a little bit for it now yeah um and then it, it cr- there's a crossover point where it switches to level uh-huh. so 
Um, to be honest, I haven't looked into it too much. Yeah. Um, so it's not something that you see often. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I just feel like there's too many variables in this market at the moment. Yeah. With, with what's happening with premiums that, yeah. you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. A bit, a bit of a gimmick. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I agree. I haven't seen hybrid around too often. Um, it's mostly stepped or level um, from what I've seen. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, it, I mean, insurance can be confusing enough yeah. as it is. Yeah. We don't need to add another layer of complexity. Yeah. Um, I just like to make sure we've got cover there for when we need it. Yeah. Yeah. No, very good point. Um, I guess um, that's probably the general um, things we wanted to talk about today. Do you have any last minute um, insurance tips or just advice out there for the younger generation? No. I d- I Look, I, I've seen... I mean, a lot of pe- a lot of people aren't excited about insurance, but look, I, I, as I said before, I've seen it work. Uh, I've seen what it does to families. I've seen it, you know, allow them to take time off work and recover and get them their minds right, get their bodies right. Um, you know, no one wants anything to happen. No one expects, you know, the worst, but at least prepare for it. Mm. Um, and I always say, you know, like, no debt should last longer than the person that created it. I mean. Do you want to leave your family with this big burden? Do you want to leave, you know, you know, g- future generations in a bit of a hole? Like it's just being financially responsible. Yeah. You know, shutting the back door. You 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 work your butt off. Yeah. You and for the younger generation, they're gonna you know they've got a good 30, 40 years of work ahead of them. Yeah. 100%. You know, if if you make the right steps now, take the right steps now to start building that wealth. Yeah. Don't let something you know come along and take that away. Yeah. Okay. So, um, absolutely, have a chat to your advisor. Have a chat to your friends, your family. Mm. Sit down with your 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 wife. Sit down with your kids. Sit down yeah. with your husband. Like it's it's just something that you know, it gives you some reassurance. Yeah. So that you know that if if anything does happen, yeah. And look, fingers crossed it doesn't. Yeah. Um, but it just know you know your family's going to be looked after. You're going to be looked after, and you're going to be able to achieve all those plans you've put in place. Yeah. Okay, great. All right. Well, that wraps up today's um, podcast about all things insurance. I hope you guys got a lot out of it and learned something new. Feel free to get in contact with us or shoot us some questions if you have any queries or topics you want us to go through and hope you have a good day. Thanks, Christina.